0: Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Hark. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Rick West. He's the CEO and co-founder at Field Agent. Rick, welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, Kevin Melissa, it is great to be back. Uh, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have you back on the show. You know, you were you were a guest about a year, year and a half ago. and I, I kind of love how you guys have a new product that you're working on. And I also am curious to kind of see where you've taken, you know, field agent in the last year, year and a half because I think that to me, at least, is, I, I'm always curious in people's journey with with their startups and their companies and, and stuff like that. But maybe before we kind of get into kind of everything you're working on, maybe let's for people that don't know who you are or who Field Agent is, let's maybe just get to know you a little bit better and kind of cover where you grew up, kind of where you went to school and kind of how you got to Field Agent. and then we'll dive kind of into what we're going to talk about today.
1: Sure. that sounds that sounds great. All right, so let me take you back to, in my world, and, and for your listeners out there, especially those that are ferocious le- uh, readers, uh, there, there's a current book out by J.D. Vance that's called Hillbilly Elegy. Are you familiar with it?
0: I've never heard of this, but go on. Oh, I'm
1: curious. So you've got to read the book. Okay? okay. You've got to read the book. So, so here's a guy that uh, is, uh, was currently in Silicon Valley, uh, had a uh, his JDA from Yale Law, became an attorney, now he's an investment guy you know, in a VC firm. Uh, But his family and culture came from Appalachia, from eastern Kentucky. Interesting. Uh, He then grew up in Ohio. And this book really talks through the impact that culture has on your life, really, for for the, the eternity that you're on this planet. And and he talks about these roots that his grandparents had and his parents had and how they impacted him and how he had to deal with those because they're not going to go away and how you started to manage them. And so I tell you that story in that if readers are really interested in how this guy Rick West could uh, grow up in, you know, Eastern Kentucky and Appalachia, you know, go to school, start to work for Procter & Gamble and have an international experience of, you know, working in Hong Kong and Thailand and having this unbelievable career... Like how do the kids start from there and move over here? The book gives some premise to that. So, that, so I want your, your, reader, your listeners to know that I'm just an average guy that through relationships and working hard uh, really had amazing opportunities and ma- made the best of those. And then if you're an entrepreneur at heart, which I am, uh, one thing led to another. And then boom, in 2001, started this, this uh, shopper marketing, shopper research firm. Uh, and then it led into field agent, And so that was kind of the, the path that I, that I took. And, you know, and you know, this, as you talk to folks, you know, Kevin, you have bumps along the way, right? Sure. I mean, I, I tell people two key things about, you know, bumps along the way for us. Number one, you know, when, when we started doing work outside of corporate America, uh, we were taking our very first flight I and mean, it was, we, we were excited we're, we it's a new business and we're taking the flight. We had to connect through Memphis and it's about eight fifty in the morning and we're going to go, you know, connect and. And the flight attendant said, "Listen, man, the flight's been canceled. Uh, crazy stuff going on at the airport." We're like, "Oh man, we're going to miss our first meeting ever in a brand new company." As we walked down the 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 aisle there in the in the terminal, walked into a little cafe to grab a cup of coffee, and we saw the second plane hit the World Trade Center. Oh, crazy! So we uh, found a friend that had a, a rental car, jumped in the car. Another guy said, Man, can you drop me off? He said, Sure. So we jumped in a car and for five hours listened to AM radio talk about the attack at the Twin Towers. Sure. And that was after I had resigned my job, transferred from another country into northwest Arkansas. I didn't have a car, didn't have a house, didn't have a job, thinking, What have I done? <laughs> but you know, but but that breeds excitement. And then from that you get kind of scrappy. And so so that was the first thing. It kind of Got a scrappy from day one, kind of moving on. And the second thing was that really was pivotal for us starting field agent is that uh, I was using my experience as you know a corporate person, you know, coming from PNG, understanding how corporate things worked, and was always looking for that really interesting idea, something that could work. And field agent was truly an idea that could scale. And, and what I mean by that is that in most cases, the work I'd done before uh you needed you know Rick in the living room you needed me in the boardroom i needed to be at the meeting and to scale that i had to recreate you know 10 15 ricks which are it's hard to do expensive to do but with field agent it really is a product that we could scale so for the first time i said gosh that's something that we could go drive and really change an industry and i don't have to be in 2 or 300 living rooms to make it happen so two pivotal things that got us to field agent
0: no i that's that's fascinating to me actually so for people that haven't heard of Field Agent, what exactly is it?
1: Yeah, so I want people to understand, you know, first of all, we started Field Agent in the pre selfie era. Kevin, do you remember pre selfies?
0: I do. I remember the pre internet era, too. <laughs>
1: there you go. So so think about pre selfies. So if you're, you're, your listeners are out there and you're looking at your phones, so listen, when the iPhone 3S came out in, in early 2009. Yep. Uh, that's the first iPhone that allowed you to have video. You didn't have to jailbreak your phone to get video. You're
0: right, I remember, it, I remember jailbreaking my iPhone 3G to to get video.
1: <laughs> to get video, right? The App Store had been out and running for about three or four months. Apps yep. were coming out. Uh, there was no front-facing camera, but at that point in time, as we was as we were looking at the technology, we were trying to solve a problem. So when people hear about Field Agent, the first thing you need to understand is that we are a a research kind of a a marketing company That use technology to solve a problem. So we would be considered more of a tech enabled company versus a tech company. All right, so that's the first thing. So tech enabled company. And the problem we were trying to solve, Kevin, is that people needed access to shopper data, both inside of the home and inside of retail. And the only way to get that way, way, way back in 2009 was to fly people all over the United States to go inside of someone's home. and to interview them, very time consuming, very expensive. And so our question that we ask, sitting around a table, all you know, five of us with these iPhone 3S, Googling on the phone, not your computer, because it was cooler to Google on your phone. Of course, right? Was right. we were trying to determine if anyone was using technology that allowed shoppers to capture data inside of a retail location. And no one was doing it. Sure. So three months later, same meeting, we said, gosh, I wonder if this is happening. And, and it wasn't. And so we spent the next six months working nights and weekends while we ran three other companies to get this ready to launch. And in April 2010, when we launched Field Agent, it was the first crowdsourcing app, which allowed people again all over the, the the world to download an app to capture information. We're the first app on iTunes that would pay someone via PayPal. At that time it was all about points and badges, you know, Foursquare, you can be sure. the mayor of, you know, you know, Ontario, you can be the mayor of you know, Fayetteville, Arkansas, but we paid people cold hard cash via PayPal, and the second thing was we actually used geolocation—you know that GPS on the phone—to sure. qualify where you are and data coming back in. So I want you to think of now April two thousand and ten. Sure,
0: you had to be one of the first people even using geolocation
1: to in an app, correct? Outside of the core apps. There you go. So Uber launched in June two
0: thousand and ten. Okay, interesting.
1: There you go. So think about that. So we yeah, actually yeah. launched before you know you know Uber, which is considered. The epitome of hey, crowdsourcing. What does crowdsourcing mean? You know, how does that play out? You obviously look to Uber. Now, I'd love to say that that we're worth about you know a fifty to hundred billion mar- billion market cap. That's not the case. <laughs> sure, but but you know, but hey, we'll, we'll we'll work with that. So so if you think about us launching, so everyone understands it, we really created this app that allowed you to provide information to us, and that information feels sort of like you're you're a mystery shopping person, right? You're a secret shopper. You're capturing information inside of a store, the price of uh, an item, or take a picture of a display for execution, or you're buying a uh, product inside of a quick-serve restaurant, so you're at you know, Wendy's or McDonald's or Burger King, and then you, you, you take a picture of the, the food and tell me what you think about it. And so that type of machine is what we created. And if you fast-forward over the last seven years, uh, we continue to find more and more unique verticals that really are looking for a crowdsourced app that has millions of people that have downloaded it, that has everyday viewers like yours Mm -hmm. that want to make a few extra dollars. And that's really what we do.
0: Sure. So you, you kind of roughly covered exactly kind of, you know, like you just kind of mentioned. But how does it kind of really work? Like walk me through from downloading the app to going somewhere, taking some photos, gathering some data to kind of getting paid just so the user or the listener totally understands kind of how the whole workflow kind of works.
1: Sure. So let's say that you're, a, you're the listener right now. And in my case, it's, it's almost noon. So you're, you're getting ready to have lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would open up the app and say, wow, look at this. I could, yeah, I could go to lunch at a local restaurant here, Tacos for Life, which is fantastic. I could do that. Or, and here's a thing at Subway, I could make $5 to go to Subway right now to try one of their sandwiches. I think I'm going to go to Subway right now. Okay. So, so the first thing is, is that when you open up the app, you see all of these opportunities to make cash right on your phone on a simple map. Uh, you're never going to drive, you know, 20, 30 miles to go make $3, right, or $5. It's not Mm going to be the case. But what happens is when you're on your way to lunch, you're on your way to work, you're on your way home, you make shopping and restaurant decisions. Uh, And you're trying to make a a restaurant decision, you find out that I'm going to, you know, uh, buy a beer for you and pay you $5 to, to basically give me your opinion on the beer, how it was served and what it looked like. Like, wow, I was going to go to this restaurant. I'm changing my restaurant because I'm going to go here. Sure. Or you're shopping in a in a supermarket and you're at Target and you open up the app. You're like, wow, while I'm here, why don't I make 3 or $4 by answering a couple of questions about a product? So the everyday user downloads our app so that they can make cash. While they're out doing everyday things, so that's that's the the, the premise behind of it. Now, what the second phase of that is, is that this isn't a game. So people are like, wow, Rick, is this kind of a cool game? Can you play? We're like, no, it's not a game, because the data that that you're capturing is used by multinational, multi-billion-dollar firms to make decisions. So when I ask you for a photo, you can't can't take a picture of your foot and laugh about it and say, hey, wasn't that funny? It was a picture of my foot. Kevin, that's not what we're looking for. I need sure. a photo of exactly what I'm looking for so that people can use the data. So you're at noon, you're shopping, you take a picture of the display. By the time you submit the picture, it goes through our QC process. Within an hour or so, you've got $5 in your PayPal account. I mean, nice. it really is that fast and that simple.
0: That's awesome. That's that's great, man. And like, um, I, I don't know if you really want to mention any of some of the brands on, on air, but you know if you sure. go to the, if you go to like fieldagent.net like you have some of the biggest brands kind of globally right that everybody's heard of or at least seen right like
1: we, we do we tell people we uh, we work with uh, about a, a quarter of the fortune 50 and uh, over half of uh you know the fortune 500 yeah so they so all those guys are out there yeah so you're going to see everything from Uh, You know tile the little tile you can put on your your keychain where people are checking out So tile would be a company Uh, a company like Procter & Gamble or Unilever You know we usually think about Tide detergent companies like that Or even a company like a Walmart or a Target that will use us to do some mystery shopping or engagement for their associates Those are the type of companies we work with that really need access to everyday shoppers but has found it really cost prohibitive and difficult to go get access to them and we provide access in a way that they've never had before. Sure.
0: No, that's that's great, man. And, and that's kind of why I originally wanted to have you on the show because I thought what you guys were doing w- was really innovative, right? And it's been innovative since you could basically do it on a phone.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So
0: I'm, I'm curious, though, and, and maybe it's me being kind of selfish here. What's What has kind of, you know, you haven't been on the show in about a year, year and a half. I'm curious to know what's stayed the same and what's changed with field agent just because you know obviously new phones have come out new OSs for phones have come out the power and what you can do and, and do now has gotten kind of you know better so what is kind of new and changed about field agent or stayed the same
1: yes yeah, so let's talk about the, the the traditional pieces stay the same for us we still collect information uh, we tell our customers or our clients uh, that anything a shopper can do, we can do. So there are eyes and ears inside of a store. So, uh, an everyday shopper could take a photo, they could do a video, they could engage with an associate. What we don't ask everyday shoppers to do is to go in the back room to use a pallet jack, take the pallet off the rack, open up two cases and build a display. Mm -hmm. That's not what we do. So that, that premise of that every single day is is the same. Now, what's unique about this, Kevin, is that think about all the other verticals now that I've understand what we do. They're totally. asking us to do work for them. So let's jump into the, the insurance world, right?
0: Oh, interesting. So
1: uh, if you purchased a home today, okay. uh, the insurance company would hire a contractor to drive out to your home, take a photo of your home, and to drive back in, go to their computer, submit that photo, and they're going to spend probably you know, $50, $100 to go get that contractor to go do that. They can't use something on Zillow. They can't use, you know, Google Earth. They need an actual photo of today. Well, they now use us because an everyday person is driving by that home. They stop, roll down their window, take a couple of photos, and for ten dollars, I'm done. Nice. So, so we're completely disrupting and changing that insurance vertical. So, what stayed the same? Eyes and ears, everyday shoppers. And you know what, Kevin? I bet you've taken a picture of a home in your days, right? Oh, sure. Of course, yeah. So so again, the premise stayed the same. So wow, that's a really interesting vertical, Rick. Yeah, it is. So then you take it a little bit further and so wow, now you've got a VC firm or private equity firm, and they're getting ready to buy uh, a commercial building that's in downtown Atlanta. Okay. Well, they're trying to figure out, is it occupied? How many people are in it? So we take some pictures of the post office boxes, like the little boxes where you walk in. Oh, we take a picture on the placard on the front, and they can very quickly assess how many of the actual apartments or business units are occupied, and they can go, you know, qualify that. So wow, so VC firms are using us for things like that. Well, oh, so you take that vertical, and I mentioned you know buying a beer. It's 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 now on premise. So I need someone to go to a restaurant, and you know actually. Order something. Well, okay, that's kind of mystery shopping. But here's what's unique about that. Not only do I want you to go into that restaurant, I want you to actually take a picture of how things are presented because companies are paying that restaurant uh, or or a bar. Let's use the a Red Bull as an example. Okay. If you go order a drink with Red Bull, Red Bull has you know contracted with that restaurant or that bar to make sure that that can of Red Bull is sitting beside of the drink. Right. Well, how do they know that's being executed? Sure. Well, we could go in, make a purchase and show that it's been ex- executed. So what's new for us are very interesting verticals that are popping up that we simply didn't think that was something that we would actually be doing you know, e- even, a, even a year ago. So that's changed dramatically for us. Uh, and on the technology side, which is really pretty cool for us, um, more and more people are, are now depending upon video and voice to do work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you think of the whole concept of, Siri, uh, the Amazon Echo, we're talking to Alexa. Yeah, those are things that are very commonplace, and so we didn't want to fall behind from a technology standpoint. So we launched a, a, a new app. or a, a really, it's a, it's a new process called JICO. Okay. Uh, and JICO allows uh, companies to simply ask a question the same way that they would ask a question via Google. Okay. So, so th- think of a, a business person today, and they've got a product on uh, in Whole Foods. And for them to understand what the product looks like in Whole Foods or they're trying to check competition, they would go into Google and say, hey, Google, show me a picture of you know, a product that's out of a Whole Foods. Well, that could be six months old, Kevin.
0: Sure. And
1: it's probably one photo. Well, instead of asking us to do a project, which could take a few days to go do, they simply go into the, the, the search bar and they type in, uh, what does okay, organic spinach look like inside of a Whole Foods. And within 10, 15 minutes, they've got 5, 10 photos of 5 or 10 different Whole Foods showing them exactly what it looks like. Interesting. So so the premise, again, the engine's the same, right? Sure. Individuals that are crowdsourcing, capturing data. But here's what's different. I didn't have to write the project, build the project. So it really is bringing that, that Google search. And we tell people, instead of Googling it, why don't you just Jicko it? So go Jicko. And so Jico allows you to engage the exact same way that you would via a Google search engine, but instead of someone going back and looking at old data I'm giving you near real-time information coming in and that was really birthed out of this whole ask Alexa right hey Alexa sure. or Hey Siri we thought we could do the exact same thing and that's been really exciting for us because our clients love obviously the that the entertainment value of that right sure. but what's more important as you look at uh, more and more technology that's more voice recognition, we wanted to be on the forefront of that. And so it's really been exciting for us as we launched Jico.
0: No, I, I think it's, it's, it's actually quite fascinating to me that you kind of – well, maybe this is oversimplification, but you're basically building like a simple version of field agent that's like live, real-time just because of like that segment in that market. Right. And it's got to come out of, yeah, sure. Like Alexa or Google home or all this other things, but you must have heard this time and time again from your field agent users that they want something that's quicker. Right. And a little bit, but I, but I think that's, and why I keep wanting to bring that up because I think that's super innovative in itself, right? Because you listen to demand from your current users to build a new app and and site that allows people to you know kind of you're you're basically listening to your users right and seeing what they want and innovating your product you know or building new products that maybe don't necessarily fit into your current product right and i think people are so scared to try new things or just say like no we don't do that right but i where i like about what you guys are doing is you're saying you know, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So we're going to, you know, make another product. Still, we'll reference the field agent branding and, and name and, and stuff like that in, in the product, but it's separate from it, right? And I think... Absolutely. And I, But I think people are scared to do that, right?
1: Well, well it is. So, so if you think about your... Uh, you've got that your, your listeners out there today, and so I want you to think to the folks that are in the, the business world uh, or really any type of consulting or engagement, you, know, you always want to be the smartest person at the table. And sure. that, that's not based on your, your IQ. I'm talking about being prepared and coming in. So, so think of, of our world. We were always taking um, data that would take six weeks to two or three months to go get. We've actually brought that in, and you can ca- get, capture data within hours and days. Like, wow, that just we, we completely disrupted that in your industry. So now you're the, you want to be the smartest person in the room. So you, you're getting ready to have a meeting, and you know the meeting is going to talk about uh, uh, new lighting and signs inside of malls. Sure. And that's, that's the meeting's about signing, and you want to go through, and everyone's going to be coming in being prepared. And it's like, well, I'll just, I'm just going to JECO it, and I'm going to get some really interesting information from this these these malls. And so you say, hey, Jico, uh, show me a couple of interesting signs in these malls. And then in 15, 20 minutes, you walk into the meeting and everyone's talking about signage and pulling up data. You said, well, you know, I was just in these 10 stores today and here's a really interesting sign and no one's seen it. You just became the smartest person in the room.
0: Sure. And everybody.
1: Happened in minutes. No, that's Everyone gets it. Yeah. Yet now, now you're in a meeting and someone says, well, you know, that's interesting, but I don't think those signs are in this area. And, And you say, well, okay, this person's challenging me. And while they're talking, you know, you pull up your iPhone, you type in, uh, hey, Jico, would you check to see if these signs are in these three states? And in 15 minutes, say, hey, you know that question you asked a little while ago? Uh, I've confirmed it is in these three states, so it is a, a global, it is a national execution. You just became even smarter. So so Jico allows you to be the smartest person in the room because you're getting data within minutes, and you're dispelling anyone that would challenge you. And while we can do that with field Agent, it might take hours or days. And so Jico allows you to ask questions, with the field agent machine and field agent allows you to capture data from a more national perspective. So it's been really exciting to hear back from our users on how to your point, we've solved another problem.
0: Sure. The the other thing that you touched on there that I I think at least for me is really important is data doesn't lie, right? Like it's no. really hard to argue. Like I'm just looking at right now currently the the live feed of stuff and like somebody said are there shaving promotions at Kroger and somebody took a photo and there clearly are like how, there's no way I can argue that. Right. That's, it's that's like, exactly here you go. Right. Like you can prove somebody kind of wrong and then there's no argument, which to my point, I guess I'm trying to get at is you could almost simplify meetings, right? Because people are, there's no way to argue. You just like, you know what, let's just meet after we ask a few questions and get back the data. And, you know, maybe we'll meet later in the day and we'll decide if, well, let's see, is, is Kroger running promotions right now? Well, maybe we will, if we're a competitive Kroger, right? Yeah. Is, is kind of what I'm getting at, right? Instead yeah, of just arguing about it, let's just see what's out there and then go for it.
1: If right. there, there, There's nothing worse <laughs> than walking into a meeting and your boss's boss's boss is sitting there and said, well, you know, my spouse or my friend was just at this location totally. and said, this is going on. We've got a problem. And you're like, oh, my goodness. And then with Jicko, you can say, hey, hey, boss. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. I did find that one location, but I checked 10 other stores in the city. It's not there. It's got to be a rogue store. I mean, yep. That's going to change your life. I totally. mean, just by being able to gauge that uh, and, and making it happen really, really quick. The same way with your client. You're trying to sell the client. Well, you know, I've seen this in all these other locations and this price isn't this or, or hey, I think this is what's happening. You said, well, let's check that out and I'll have information back in 15 minutes. You type it in, you keep it continue with your meeting and 15 minutes later, you're like, wow, I stand corrected. That's really not what's happening. I was just in two stores. I didn't really check the whole market. Thanks for letting me know. Again, data can't lie, right? Sure. It, it's, it's that sports analogy of, hey, I didn't do that coach. The coach says, listen, the magic eye in the sky doesn't lie. Tomorrow, when we look at video, I'm going to know the truth. Don't lie to me. No. Well, we provide that same type of technology here is that it really keeps honest people honest, and it gives you fresh insights at a moment's notice. And so JICO's allowed us to really take that same field agent engine mm-hmm. and to kind of take that time frame that we took from months to days to hours, and we're now we're taking it to minutes. So, it, again, it's just another technology improvement by using uh, you know something like JICO that really solves another important need that was out there.
0: So – I wanna dive a little bit deeper in the technology because you just covered on it, but where did you come up with the name?
1: Yeah. So from a naming standpoint for us, it is uh, – I use the word I use Nike as the example, right? Okay. So Nike's out there and, and everyone said, Well, what does Nike mean and how does it play out? what about Google and what does Google mean? And so we wanted to create a name that really didn't mean anything. Sure. That it would really be fun to go use. Um, but it's kind of a little, little secret for us. It's an internal term that we've been using for years. Okay. Um, and then internally, when we got ready to launch this, was hey, JICO only means something to us. Sure. It's going to be really cool if we go launch this. And when you Google it, other than uh, uh, it's someone's name in North Korea and there's something else, I mean, there's nothing on the web. You can't find anything about JICO. And so now that when you're searching it, I don't have to go three, through three pages of finding information on it, we pop up first. So it was pretty exciting for our team to take a, a term that we had, bring it to life, and to create kind of this industry standard now about near real-time search engine uh, you know, for retail. So it's been really exciting to be able to do that.
0: No, that, that's awesome. I, I love, I'm always curious to know how people come up with some of that stuff, especially when it's as unique as that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, you talk to branding experts and they'll, they'll tell you is that uh, you have to be cautious about creating a name that's so specific that you can't branch off from it. And, and so JICO allows us to do a lot of fun things with it. Sure.
0: So you, you touched on it a second ago about you leverage kind of the field agent um, technology to build JICO. Right. So, how, how much of field agent could you kind of reuse for this product? And how much did you have to kind of re architect or, or add on to to basically make JICO a thing?
1: Yeah. So, so as you as your uh, listeners are are kind of processing this within their own company, asking this core question, I go back to earlier comments I made. Is that the engine that we created with Field Agent enabled us to do this? If we started with the idea of JICO today without the engine, we would have fallen flat. There's just simply no way we could execute it. Okay. But because because you have to have the the the, the mass that we have with our agents, right? The millions of people that are engaging with Field Agent. You have to have the infrastructure to be able to process data in a matter of minutes. Sure. And you've got to be able to have that front end to be able to allow people to engage. So while is a very unique front end, all the back end, all the things, that kind of that secret sauce, those are the things that your listeners should be saying, gosh, I've got this secret sauce. I've got this amazing product. How do I create another front end that allows people to engage that machine in a unique and different way so that I can capitalize on it and grow my business. And that's really how we looked at Jico, because starting out on its own would have been really, really difficult for us to go do.
0: Sure. But uh, you brought up, well, you basically answered the question with like, how I was hoping you would, because I, I think that's one thing that has come up with, with me personally, not, well, maybe not me personally, or like people I know where they're basically like, I have this business, whether it's, you know, say, like a home builder or, or something that's not tech related, or maybe it is tech related, but how do you kind of leverage what you have to make another f- spin-off product or company or, or something, right? And I right. think the thing that's interesting about what you guys did is you basically, to your point, is you didn't have to start from scratch, right? And you figured right. out how to use it doesn't really matter what the percentage is. No. But, you know, I I think that's really how you can really grow a startup, whether it's in, you know, kind of the physical or kind of digital or both.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important for your listeners as you go through, remember, it's one thing to say you're a tech company, right? And there are tech companies that are out there. Sure. Uh, we would even argue that Amazon is an e-commerce company. It's not really a tech company. Sure. But it's a tech-enabled company. So we use technology to become a tech-enabled company to go solve problems as opposed to creating something really cool and shiny and say, hey, you want to buy it? Yeah. And so for your listeners that are out there, say, "Man, you know what are you good at, right? And you use the home builder example. If I'm a home builder uh, and then I want to use technology to make my, my home seem like a home of the future – well, you're still going to use 90% of the skills and the contractors you've used to build an amazing home. But you've now tweaked it enough to say, hey, but on the front end of this, I'm going to use technology to make it different. And that's kind of what we've done with Jicko. With you know, we're an amazing machine that's coming in. Our clients trust us. They trust our data. They love working with us. So adding something new on top of that is a really, really good thing for us, right? As yep. opposed to let's do something new but I haven't earned your trust. You're not sure about the data. I'm not sure I can go do that. So I, I also often tell people, especially in the research world, that uh, that billion-dollar brands have been launched by doing focus group over the last 50 years. Sure. So don't apologize for doing focus groups. However, you're naive to think that you can continue to do focus groups the same way without technology. Sure. You simply can't go do that. And so I think for your listeners, it's the exact same thing. Don't let technology make you think, oh, gosh, I've got to stop what I'm doing and go create something new. And for some people, that's the case. But it's really important from a technology standpoint to take that core of what you do every day that you're known for and do you refresh it and make it new and make it better. And that's really what we've done with Jico.
0: No, I, I love that. I, I think that's, that's actually really, really good advice. And I think the thing that's interesting to me about this is – you're you're basically solving a real problem and then you're taking kind of other problems that you hear about and you're like we could very much leverage that you know our technology to to solve that problem and you'll keep going and i'm sure in 6 months or a year you might send me another email saying hey we got this new thing right and
1: that's uh, exactly right
0: but i love that right i think yeah. That's what it's all about, and and that's what's fun about all this stuff, right, is you build something, and then you're like, how can we keep it going in, in these new directions that, you know, when you first probably started field agent, you were like, you this probably was never even thought of, right?
1: Oh, maybe no, did, no, but no, you, no. but it really wasn't because you you go down this path of saying, all right, I think I can go create this to go make this thing execute, and if, if, you're, a, if you're familiar with Guy Kawasaki? Yeah, yeah. So so if you think about his earlier pitches and he talked about the things they did with the Macintosh and and one of his quotes just resonates so true and I'll butcher his quote but here it is conceptually is that when you design something that's kind of that jump curve worthy, it's like it's going to change the world, make sure you execute it and launch it early and it's okay if it has elements of crappiness Mm -hmm. because the end user is going to tell you more things than you ever dreamed about what you could do with it Yep. And how you could use it. So his premise was, hey, don't ship crap. That's terrible, right? But if you think you've got something, get it out there and let your users come back. And those are the types of things that we've seen now. I mean, with, with obviously millions of people from a, an agent standpoint providing us data and thousands of clients that are engaging us. If you listen and you're a good listener and you do your research, they're going to tell you things you would never dreamed to use with a, with a product. And so that's how we've grown in different verticals. Never sure. dreamed we would do that. And that's really how, how we're using Jico is that you, you have to say, gosh, I, I wish I could have used you last week, but I just had this question. By the time I called you got the data back, I didn't really need it, so I couldn't use you. You're like, well, wait a minute. I, I think we could do that. Sure. I mean, I want to solve that problem. I don't want you to go somewhere else. I want you to solve that problem. So that's really, really important for you, your listeners to understand.
0: Sure. I, I think the other thing that we've kind of – maybe skidded the edges of is you have a whole network of loyal users that when you roll out a new feature or product, it is very easy to go from kind of zero users on the day that you launch to, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of users, right? Where if you launch JITCO as like a separate company that, you know, you didn't promote it at all to the field agent kind of users it would take you an astronomical amount of right. time and money to go from you know zero to uh, hundreds of thousands or millions of users, right?
1: It, exactly. So that's building upon that base, right? So you're going to get some new users and you get some new clients, but you really want to stay fresh and continue to grow things with your current user base, your current client base. So you're, so you're exactly right. It was important for us to make sure that as we were growing the field agent franchise, and people understood our brand, and we continue to, to do great work with our clients, that we did something new. We weren't alienating them to say, oh, yeah, yeah, that was kind of nice, but we're going to move on to something else. We wanted to make sure they understand that that's not the case. It is something new and interesting, but it really was solving their problems that they told us that they had, and so our clients get that. And in field agents that are out there today capturing data, when they see the different types of work that's coming in front of them, they're like, oh, I'm. can just hear them saying, "Hey, there's something new. They must have received a new client. I better do a really good job because I want to see more work like this." So it's it's a great ecosystem that we built.
0: Sure. So I'm curious to know what is the cost of kind of both products?
1: Yeah. So you think about it from a, a pricing standpoint for us, if someone was uh, using Field Agent today and they wanted to do a project, you know, we tell them it's probably going to cost you around ten dollars to engage someone inside of a store for us to process the data to pay the agent, you know, you know, three, $5, whatever the case may be. So that's kind of an ongoing number. Uh, to get started with JICO since we're asking questions, we just pushed this out, you know, a little while ago is that uh, for an end user, instead of doing, you know, a, a massive amount of credits for us, uh, they can simply join for $99 a year. Wow. Okay. 99 bucks a year that's to cheap. do it again. That's cheap. That's low end. Again, not, not for, for our larger clients, you know, they're spending a lot more money than that. Sure. But what's important is if you said, listen, I'm just a, a guy that's in business and I'm trying to understand and, and I'm really trying to use a product like this. You know, what is it really going to cost me? Like, listen, for $99, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And you can ask a few questions and see what it's like. And then if you really want to get in and have your team use it, you know, we've got other fees associated with that. So you can actually buy a, you know, a $5,000 package or a $10,000 package. But for the individual today, listen, take your credit card, sure. click on, swipe it, spend the 99 bucks. It's the best download you've had. I mean, you're going to spend more than that to take four friends out to dinner tonight, right? Sure.
0: Or tank it's of gas, d- right? <laughs> or, or tank it, yeah, tank of
1: gas, exactly. Like exactly. driving
0: around, but like uh, we joke, but like realistically, if you had one person that on your team drive around for a day or half day, you would spend oh. more in salary and, and gas than hundred bucks or ninety nine dollars, yeah. right? Like- Th-
1: that's exactly right. You know, we always joke and say, listen, you'll never have to ask your employees or, or yourself to leave your office to go drive across town to get a great, you know, focus group data of one. Where I can be in ten states in fifteen minutes. Yeah. You, you know why on earth would you ever go do that again? But again, it goes back to well, you know, I didn't have time, and so that's why with field agent we do you know ten thousand, hundred thousand dollar projects. It's great, right? Sure. But we wanted to solve that need. We said, hey, I just had a meeting today, and I just needed to ask a quick question. Jitco solves that.
0: Sure. No, I I, I love that. So, is there anything with Jitco that you're gonna? You're looking to roll out kind of in the near future. Or is it still kind of a little bit hush hush, or is there kind of you know some other things that are coming in the very near future that you're excited to mention?
1: Yeah, I, I think for the, the the users that are out there now that are saying, "Gosh, you know, how's JITGO going to play out?" Uh, there's you know one key thing that we're all dealing with right now as you look at technology in general, and that um, that technology is really along the lines of voice. Okay, right? sure. And so, how can I engage voice? So, so I think you're going to see with Jika, while, while you're typing something in right now, we're really playing around with voice. And so, I would say in the not too distant future, in the next 30, 45 days, uh, we'll, we'll reach back out to you and tell your your listeners of something really new, new and unique that we're doing. Sure. Uh, that's going to enable folks to to really use this in a way that's not only going to be relevant to how they're engaging other technology, uh, but is really going to change how things how how they're engaging the product
0: sure no i i think that's great and kind of this is my favorite time of year and it sounds very nerdy but like google ios happening and the ios event um you know is is next week or next month sorry and it's like i love this when all the new stuff kind of comes out in like late spring kind of early summer right and for me this is like my favorite time of year because you know people are kind of the obviously the christmas holidays are over there's, it's a long time before kind of Thanksgiving and Christmas happens again. And then it's, there's this period before kind of the summer hits where all this new stuff is kind of coming out and people are excited and kind of recharged a little bit, right? And excited for, you know, the, the, this kind of year. And so for me, and just you mentioning kind of voice and stuff, it seems like that's kind of the next big kind of thing. And I know even just watching Google, the google io keynote the other day that they were talking about kind of it's not mobile first anymore it's kind of like ai first right and to me i kind of put voice in that kind of ai kind of category right because it's it's kind of loosely based on that but you need ai to recognize voice and what you're talking about and structure sentences and and kind of figure out and actually do kind of voice search and actions right and i i love the fact that you guys are kind of on the cutting edge of that, right?
1: Exactly. And so when you think of being relevant in technology today, uh, I obviously there are the the, the Googles of the world that are out there. You know, you've got Samsung, you've got all these people that are that are driving tech. Yeah. They're tech companies. Yep. A tech enable company says, okay, I can see where this is going. I can see where people are starting to gravitate in that direction. So I want to make sure that my organization is going to be one of the first to engage that technology to enable what we're doing and to make it better. Sure. You but know, we're been, not we're no. not out there trying to create the next version of how you use tech or something else to go do X, right? Sure. But we're not sitting back allowing someone to go create it and simply copying it. We're taking the technology using it in a unique way to make our product better.
0: Sure. And you've been doing that since the early days of Field Agent.
1: Exactly. Right? That's
0: and, exactly right. But, but I also think that that's important in itself and to reiterate that because you, you're right. Like you – the first iPhone – well, the first couple iPhones, you couldn't record video and then you could and then you guys leveraged that. And now, you know, you have the ability to do kind of voice, you know, interactions with your phone and you could kind of always do that. But it was kind of pretty terrible until the last <laughs> like <laughs> – Few months, maybe you could argue yeah. a year, maybe two years. Like, you know, Siri and um, you know Google Home, or not Google Home. You know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah,
1: yeah. So, so what happens to that is you spend more time editing what you just exactly. did with your voice. Exactly. I'm so like, you're oh, just that's, like, that's, that's not gonna work. It. Yeah. Right. Forget it. Right. Right. So you have to be developing it as it moves along, and then now that you realize that voice is at a position or at a point where it needs to be. Then, listen, it isn't like you started working on it today. You've been working on it for months, and so yeah. now you're ready to roll with that. So, so those are the interesting things that your listeners are out there is that, again, technology is important. If you're if you're a tech person you want to go develop new technology, go. Go drive that. Sure. But for most of your listeners that are out there, they have current businesses, work processes, and things that they're doing. And technology is going to enable them to do things that they never were able to do before. And that's my encouragement to them is to be able to leverage technology.
0: No, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. But, Rick, we're coming to the end of the show. So, yeah. let's close with mentioning where people can get more information about yourself, field agent, and JICO.
1: Yes. So, for us, it's uh, fieldagent.net. Uh, so it's all one word fieldagent.net. Or if you want to try it out, uh, just go to GoJICO. It's G O J I C C O. So, go to GoJICO today, log in, create an account, ask a couple of questions, and be part of the movement.
0: Perfect, Rick. Well, again, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you and have a good rest of your day.
1: Appreciate it. Kevin, as always, man, thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks, man. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com and we'll keep them in the future.